0: Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten You're now tuning into the sounds of MaximumFM.ca It is your man DM Cool And welcome to Cool Radio What we doing? You can catch me on your TV Even on the radio stopping us ain't no topping us they be watching us we so prosperous and no stopping us and no topping us they be watching us we so prosperous Ooh. Ooh. listen online or download the app you got it maximumfm.ca yes yes yo welcome back to the show once again it is your man GM cool and we are back with another friday night edition of cool radio oh you didn't know <laughs> Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we're live on the air because we have so much to get into tonight. We got to talk about designer getting arrested. We got to talk about Diddy topping this year's Forbes list for the hip-hop Cash Kings. And we definitely got to talk about a whole lot more. Uh, Later on in the show, around the 8.45 mark, roughly, we got... Urbanology mag writer Shy Day in the building. We're going to talk about her and how she got her start in writing, you know, behind the scenes with hip hop music and pop uh, pop culture, lifestyle, and what have you. But before we get into that, man, y'all already know how I do with the opening five minutes, man. I got some stuff to uh, let off my chest. So on that note, I think it's time to let that ish breathe. So why don't we get to that, shall we? Let this bitch breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Indeed, indeed, man. So I'm going to go off the cuffs today. Um, well, like I usually do every Friday with the segment. But nonetheless, um, this was inspired by me uh, watching a video earlier today on YouTube. And they were having a discussion as far as, like, relationships going, what have you. And there's always this conversation about, you know, the quote-unquote nice guy, you know. And I feel like nowadays, I feel like a lot of women have, like, their own perception of, what a nice guy is in their eyes basically it's not all one singular thing which we were all kind of brought upon to think you know the guy that holds open the door or or like pays the bill or whatever the case may be i think everyone has their own perception of what a nice guy is which is why i feel like the term nice guy is relative basically it's relative to what the person wants it to be it's almost like beauty is in the eye of the beholder we all view beauty differently What one man may see beautiful, another person may not see as beautiful, or whatever the case may be. And I treat that with the whole nice guy theory, or whatever you want to call it. So... I remember uh, watching this video clip earlier today, and they had callers calling in what they want in a nice guy or would they ever date a nice guy. Now, you had some people saying, no, I don't want a nice guy. They're too corny. They're too nice. They only do certain things that I like. But then there are other people saying, oh, no, I want a nice guy, but I would rather want that when I'm ready to settle down. So a lot of these things... I, as, you know, someone in their late 20s can now understand. If this was me in my early 20s, then I'd be like, yo, what the hell? Like, what do y'all want? But I'll say this. Um, there are certain people out there or certain women out there who will ask for the nice guy. But then they'll repeatedly go for the same dirtbag, douchebag that they've been dating for the like last 10 years or whatever. So if you are a repeat offender of that, then you can't really say you want a nice guy when you keep on going for the same type of male over and over again. So in those situations, people can look from yonder and be like, okay, you kind of don't really know what you want. Or you do, but like you're not really going for it because you feel complacent and your taste for men, basically. So in that situation, I can understand if people want to raise the people's eyebrow, whatever the case may be. But other than that, it just goes back to what I was saying earlier, that the perception of the quote-unquote nice guy is all relative at the end of the day. It's a very subjective term, I believe, and it can mean anything in the eye of the beholder. So if you are someone who views, you know, Gentleman A as someone who, you know, says hello and goodnight to you through text each and every day if you guys are dating, for example – and you view that as someone who's a, who could be a nice guy, then fine, go for that. That's cool, you know? I think that's kind of like more of a... It's more of a, a courtesy thing to do if you are in a relationship just a touch base with the person if you're not able to see them that day or whatever the case may be, depending on how busy your schedules are. But again, it's all relative. So I think there are certain people out there, like certain men in particular out there who should kind of stop freaking out when they don't really get the girl that they're looking for. At the end of the day, maybe it comes down to looks. Maybe it comes down to your personality. Maybe you're too... All up in that person's personal space, basically, especially if are the type to text them like every five minutes like, oh, where are you? Where are you now? What are you doing? You Want to do something? How can I answer me? Why don't you love me? Like if you are that type of person and you consider yourself a nice guy, then that kind of goes back to my point about it being your relative because you may be nice, but you can also be paranoid at it as well. So I say to all the guys who are kind of confused with that subject, don't get confused with it. It's all relative. It's something that you're probably going to laugh at in five years if you do end up settling with a girl that you have worked so hard for and you finally get that. Um, at the end of the day, go for what you like. You know, no, one's, no one should judge you for what you like. At the end of the day, it is your preference. Uh, but I always do say that whenever you're going to go for somebody, it's got to be a combination of physical and mental aspects. It's got to be close to 50-50, somewhere within that region, because that's the only way that you'll truly be happy. You can have a great mental connection with somebody, but if you're not attracted to that person physically, then it's not really going to go too far. And the same thing, you know, as far as the physical attraction goes. You can be really physically attracted to them, but if there's not that much that you guys can converse on, then it can only last for so long. But that's just my opinion. What do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Coming up after the commercial break, I got my homegirl, day in the building. We're going to talk about music and all that good stuff. But before we get to that, we got to get to some Canadian content as per the usual. And this one comes by way of my man, Jazz Cartier. Uh, and this one is called Wake Me Up When It's Over, only on Cool Radio. Yeah. Listen online or download the app. You got it? MaximumFM.ca Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, you're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome back to Cool Radio. As mentioned previously, we do have our guest in the evening in the building right now. She is a writer and a blogger. Right now, she currently writes for Urbanology Magazine. Shout out to Priya. And she's also formerly a writer for G987. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have the lovely and talented and beautiful Shade in the building.
1: El oh, stop, oh, stop. What up? <laughs>
0: How you good. doing? How you doing? I'm
1: good.
0: How are you? I'm good, man. I've been good, man. I've been actually been trying to get this done for a while now, so I'm actually glad that you've taken the time out of your busy schedule to come through and uh, yeah. talk some uh, hip hop with us. Of
1: course, I wouldn't miss it.
0: Exactly. So let's get right into it. What made you uh, fall in love with hip hop? Um. Well,
1: okay. We can start off why I fell in love with writing. Sure. Okay. I was always Switching like. Up. I don't know I was always a sick writer yeah <laughs> you know thanks to my grade four teacher and grade five I, I, I. <laughs> they were basically just like um, yo you should be a journalist and I didn't know anything else I wanted to do mm-hmm. so um, once I got uh, out of high school I just applied to do uh, journalism in college mm-hmm. yeah and um, after that uh, I just love music I love hip-hop. And I want to do my part to kind of bring up music in Toronto and in Canada because now we're kind of coming onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we always had a hip-hop uh, hip hop uh, universe here. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's just time for us
0: to have the live night. Exactly. So I'll actually get into that later. But yeah. um, more into you, though, for yeah. now, for the time being. Um it's one thing to be on the scenes, but you chose to be behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, being pursued to go into journalism, basically. Okay. So, how, comfortably, how comfortable have you been in that role, you know, ever since you started that?
1: Just being behind the scenes? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always, like, like cura- curating things. Yeah. Just seeing things come to life. So, I basically start the story, like, I'll do interviews or whatever, mm-hmm. and, um kind of create how I want it to turn out, how I want the story to showcase in front of other people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'd rather just be be behind the scenes. It's a lot easier. When you're in front, there's a lot more people don't think Mm -hmm. you have to do in order to be in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. But I think, slowly, I want to be a Renaissance woman. Yes. Dabble in this, dabble in that. Many hats, many hats. (laughs) And hopefully soon I can be um, in front of the camera and do behind the scenes and in the scenes, if you yeah. wanna call
0: it that. Absolutely. So do you feel as a member of the media that you kind of have a role in being like one of the tastemakers in today's industry basically?
1: Um, I think yeah, I think if you have a platform, um, where people are going to listen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I do have people who listen to me because um, I've been doing this for a little while now. I've been doing it for maybe like three years. I've been blogging uh, and been writing, and the feedback's been great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rightfully so. Yeah, I feel like I do have an impact. Like I've spoken to a lot of people even in the city, and, int- and I try... As much as I can <coughs> to try to introduce people. I'm like, yo, do you know this kid, John River? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is what he's doing or whatever. Bro, bro, bro. Bro. This is what he's doing or whatever, just so people know. Like, mm-hmm. people live in Toronto they don't know the hip hop world that we have here. And yeah. They're out there like, oh, it's only Drake. And I'm like,
0: no. It's no, not it's, only it's Drake. a lot I'm more like, than that. It's, it's a, a lot. Shot. It's a lot more than that. So. Kind of going back to that um, with the whole Toronto scene, basically, I feel like I feel like Toronto has this thing where they always want to chase uh, the Americans, you know, public opinion, basically. Whereas if you look at other cities like London or Tokyo, they kind of have their own thing going, mm-hmm. and they could care less if America like shines a light on them. Yeah. And if they just happen to do it, yeah. then cool. But if not, we're still living. Yeah. I feel like Toronto had that once, mm-hmm. and then they kind of let it slip away. I kind of blame it a little bit on the geography because we just happen to be right beside America, so we can't help but feel like Mm -hmm. we want that acceptance. But then it also goes into, like, the CRTC rulings, basically. Like, we have so many channels that are American and stuff like that, so we can't help but see American content all the time. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like if Toronto kind of, like, lets go of that, especially with the the consumers, Mm -hmm. if they let go of that, do you feel like Toronto's music scene will thrive a lot more and they'll be more accepting to it?
1: Um... In my opinion, you know, outside of Toronto, there's not much going on in hip-hop in, like, Canada. Like, there is hip-hop. There's hip-hop in Vancouver, I've heard. Mm-hmm. Like, beat makers come over from Vancouver, from Halifax, mm-hmm. to come to Tor- yeah. they, like, need to come to Toronto to get their stuff heard. But yeah. the hip-hop scene just isn't that big in the rest of Canada. So I feel like Toronto kind of does have to, um, not necessarily, like, depend on the states, but kind of grab... Um, aspects of the limelight that the States can give Torontonians mm-hmm. uh, in order to prosper in hip-hop.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do I do understand from that standpoint, I just feel like if they kind of rely on it too much, then it's almost like you're kind of being like that little brother, basically, or like the red-headed yeah. stepchild.
1: Yeah, there's always been that kind of with, yeah. with Toronto, where it's just like, oh, yeah, the States is coming out with – I don't know. America's next time model. Well, now we're gonna do Canada's, Canada's next time next model. model.
0: Exactly. And uh,
1: it's like every single show. Why don't we have a Canada's dinner? But we yeah. don't. It's always like the states has something, and then it's just like we had the same thing, like Big Brother, and just slap Canada on it. Exactly. Um, I don't know where that's going. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that Toronto, it's just one place, you know. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of Canada to kind of catch up to what we're doing, Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to take a
0: while. Yeah, it definitely will. It definitely will. But I do feel like we have the challenge to do. I just think that It's a combination of the talents and the consumers basically just kind of have to, like, come together as one, basically. Because you look at a city like Houston, for example, they had a great run in, like, 2005, right? Even though most of the artists were questionable, (laughs) to say the least, right? (laughs) That whole
1: era was questionable. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, we could do an an
0: entire broadcast on that. But I'm just saying with the talent that we do have, like, the legit talent as well, I mean, if everyone just kind of came together, basically. I know it's, like, the whole conversation of unity and we are the world, but it's it's a fact, though. (laughs) Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, let's keep, keep it moving, though. One thing that is originally Canadian, however, is Urban Knowledge Magazine. Mm-hmm. So how did you get started with that?
1: Um, well, first I started off, like, when I started off blogging, um, I was really into Big Sean back in, like, 2011. Boy, sometimes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so basically um i just like tweeted out i was like yo does anyone know when big sean's coming to toronto because i heard he was in buffalo yeah and um i got this response back from this uh girl her name's lola plaku uh-huh. and she's just like yeah he's gonna be here then i'm like sick and then like her display picture was her and him okay. so i was like let me follow this girl <laughs> yeah and like uh then she broadcast a message saying um that she needed people to sell tickets for Big Sean's show, and I think it's his, it was his second show in Toronto, and she did his first show, and she's doing his second. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was in May 2011. And um, basically she wanted people to sell tickets, and I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that. So I sold all my tickets, and then I got to go to the show, got mm-hmm. to meet him, got to be in the crowd at the front, mm-hmm. and it was lit. And then um, a few months after, she was doing the same thing with French Montana. This mm-hmm. was going to be his first show in Toronto, in Canada. And... Um, I couldn't go to the show because mm-hmm. I wasn't 19 yet, uh, and they were not letting in minors. Baby <laughs> kings. <laughs> but I did get to meet him, and that was yeah. pretty cool. And then from there, I was just um, blogging for her. And um, in 2013, I graduated school, so mm-hmm. I did broadcast journalism at Seneca, York. Nice. And uh, once I graduated, I was like, yeah, I'm in this. Like, I have time now. Like, I can go out and do shit. Mm-hmm. And, um she moved to New York. Oh, <laughs> and I was go. Like, no, I want to learn from you. Like I want to absorb. No! <laughs> no! 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 Okay. So no! yeah, but she moved to New York. But it was cool because um, we uh, her friend Cynthia. She also works on um, I Love Lola net, and uh, she helped me out. And like from there, I started doing interviews. Um, my first interview with anyone in the music industry was mm-hmm. to know the product okay yeah, yeah yeah, she's lit yeah yeah, and um yeah from there I was just doing interviews and then last year March I applied to do urbanology magazine because I just saw that they were um they needed interns and I'm like yeah like take me on as an intern and they're like the duration was anywhere from a month to a year and I was like I'm going to be in this for as long as possible so yeah. I did it for a year and now I'm an official staff writer for uh,
0: Urbanology. Nice, nice. So it came full circle, basically. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. So, in your opinion, uh, as I go back to my questions and my mic is kind of falling off for whatever reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so with your experience like Urbanology and just coming over here, uh, what kind of like things have you noticed within hip hop circles that like the rest of the common crowd may not be aware of? Um,
1: think Just like hip hop, specifically, you mean like Canadian hip hop or just hip hop?
0: Oh, hip hop in general, hip hop in general.
1: Um, I feel like there's a lot more work that goes into it than people think. People yeah. are like, Oh, yeah, you just spit bars or whatever, and then yeah. you're famous and so you do whatever, but yeah, um, not to toot my own home or whatever, but being like backstage and you see when they come off the stage and they're like. So happy that their performance went so well, or like preparing mm-hmm. for the show and going on stage, and then seeing them kill it. Like mm-hmm. I remember, I did um, hip hop R and B. I did uh, Kehlani, mm-hmm. uh when she was here for the G Z tour mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and I interviewed her before before the show, and uh, just to get to know her as a person. Then see her live and like right in front of me killing it on Mm -hmm. stage she's a dancer so she killed it Mm -hmm. and then seeing her come off and just be so proud of herself and like they're praying with her team Mm -hmm. Um, yeah there's just a lot more that goes into it and even the people who don't get the shine who do behind the scenes stuff like myself Mm -hmm. um, but do more intricate stuff like the lighting and stuff like that it's yeah a lot more
0: work. Yeah, it's all a process. At the end of the day, yeah. really. And right before we get into our next segment, I want to ask you actually. Um, so I did mention that you used to work for G 987 um, I always noticed that with like when it comes to Toronto in particular, like there's never like really a prevalent station that just mainly cares about hip hop and yeah. R and I mean, we had Flow for about like the first five years, five or six <laughs> years, right? Right? F- all right. For it's real talk. Yeah. Like the first five years, whatever, they were dedicated to like, hip hop, not just yeah. hip hop. All over, but hip hop in Canada specific, yeah. uh, specifically. But now we don't have that anymore, and I feel like it's not really prevalent in the city or even in the country, for that matter. Yeah. Um, as far as like national r- radio waves are concerned, but in today's generation, is that really necessary, in your opinion?
1: It's definitely necessary. <laughs> really? Yeah, because like to have a radio station that plays music, uh, local music, that's definitely important. Mm-hmm. Um. People from the States come over here and they're like, This is your radio? Like, this is what you're listening to? You're just mm-hmm. listening to the Top 40 all day long. Mm-hmm. And um, you would like, since Toronto is becoming such a big tourism area, people are, like Americans are coming here or like people from the UK are coming here and they're listening to the radio. Like, mm-hmm. And when they hear just like Top 40 or whatever, they don't get a real sense of um, Toronto music. So it's like if a local station is playing, music from here, mm-hmm. then that's another way to get um, Toronto music on the map. Right now, I don't know anywhere that's playing. Well, NOG has a show with um, Philly and Ryan Chung, mm-hmm. and right now they they do a lot of soca and reggae, but they do try to put, um, put in 100% Canadian uh, artists on their show on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And um, it's important <laughs> even just to have a segment on radio stations where they're playing people from here and mm-hmm. trying to big up people from the city that's so important
0: yeah yeah. and I, I agree with that but also I'm also coming from the standpoint where I feel like now music is accessible anywhere like on any platform particularly with the internet and, and yeah. like streaming whatever I feel like that's where the industry is kind of going nowadays yeah. so I almost don't feel like that radio is a necessity in that sense like yeah. to have like one radio station dedicated to hip hop non-stop it would be nice it would be a great luxury to have but like I feel like with the internet now it's so accessible people can yeah. kind of go and come like at their own leisure and I feel like with the internet especially so many people are doing podcast shows or they're just doing internet radio strictly just so they can reach a larger demographic yeah. you know city versus the world basically right. so you can kind of look at it from either spectrum but like uh, I just feel like as long as the music is getting out there and like the message is getting out then I think yeah. that's like the end goal
1: but at the same time um, sometimes people people are busy <laughs> <laughs> people think sometimes I, like I really want to try to find people in the city who are making music. I, like, yeah. sometimes I find the same people are getting the same shine yeah. or more shine than others. And, like, sometimes people will send me music and I don't have time to look at it. Yeah. And I really wish I could. Um, but, you know, if it's on the radio, it's just, like, you're on your way to from here, point A to point B. You can just turn on the radio and they yeah. like, oh, sh- ah, shit, I didn't know this person existed. This mm-hmm. song bumps or whatever. Um, I should do this with that or, like, I should put my friend on. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes... Um, people don't have the time to go look up things on Spotify and see what's th- going on on SoundCloud. Like, not mm-hmm. that's not everyone's life. Like, constantly trying to find um, who's next or whatever. Mm-hmm. It radio is what people listen to in the traffic. Like, sometimes people don't want to be on their phone, mm-hmm. especially with all the mad Data. commercials. On, <laughs> those very intense mad commercials. Yeah. Um, just turn putting on the radio and like listening to someone from mm-hmm. here. That's a whole
0: different feeling. I think people would probably probably be more engaged into doing that if radio kind of changes like mainstream radio i should say changes its format basically i think that's the main issue right there because i feel like because radio kind of has like the same monotonous format i think that's why people are switching to more online on-demand platforms because they can kind of get at their own convenience at their own leisure and what have you because like you said people don't have the time right Right. but i feel like people will put in the time to, to something that actually has Value and substance And I feel like mm-hmm. If Mention Rita Kind of gets back Into the swing of things In that mm-hmm. regard Then you can see Like a convergence Of people kind of Going back to that yeah. And saying Oh let me see What's on right now For example yeah. basically Yeah
1: that's why No one's listening to the radio Exactly like, I know these people I know this song i yeah. in the grocery store I've heard it everywhere They're i <laughs> heard it in the elevator <laughs> Yeah i heard it in the elevator You know But I don't know, we'll see how it goes It is what it is Yeah
0: So we're gonna get into a whole bunch of other things But before we do mm-hmm. This is our games portion right here We like to play okay. some games right? We like to yeah. make the people feel comfortable And all that good stuff So, with that being said <laughs> The first game is called Cool or uncool So I'm gonna play this drop just like this There we go, we all right, so this track playing in the background is from a group called Dickable Planets, and this is probably the biggest hit from like 1994, and it's entitled Cool Like That. So, you know, you gotta play on a cool radio, of course, right? <laughs> hey, oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. See, I knew you knew it. <laughs> I, knew you knew it. Ooh, I knew you knew that. I knew cool. you knew that. Cool. All right, so basically, this is how the game works I'm gonna give you some scenarios, and then you're going to tell me whether they're cool or uncool. Is that cool? Yes. All right, and oh, yes, feel free to elaborate on your answers. I can get curious. The people listening <laughs> at home are curious as well. So with that being said, let's start it off. <clears throat> uh, summer being unofficially over. Cooler uncool. Uh, cool. All right. Um this summer's heat wave, cooler uncool.
1: I'm really? Winter. I'd rather be in a heat wave than
0: I get it, but like there's nothing sexy about this heat though, if you know what I mean. Like when you see like patches of like brown grass like all over, it's like okay, like igniting like, on the Give us like a light tsunami or something like that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like no, but compared like, to the summers
1: we've been having, like this is good.
0: You think this is a good one? I think it was good I think it was like the worst one to be honest, as far as heat goes. Like it was like like when I stepped outside I'm sweating for five minutes, I'm not even yeah. doing anything active, I'm like, like, yeah. come on, like uh
1: girls, girls can get a this girls
0: yeah, flowy stuff like, and everything. Like, we have like. T-shirted. Yeah, we have like cargo shorts and tank tops and all that. <laughs> you don't have as many options. This is true. So, okay, so you're playing to your strengths. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I do the same thing. But nonetheless, let's keep it going. Oh, this is an easy one. Blogging. Of course. Uh, young thug.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, you, you say that with with a slight reluctance. It's
1: like relatively.
0: <laughs> okay. So he's cool to certain people, kind of cool? Yeah. Okay. I could see how someone would. I can see it
1: from
0: both I can see it from people who are like him, basically. If there are people like him, then I can understand why he's cool to them. Yeah, and like I said earlier like
1: when I was talking to you, um,
0: Young Thug and Travis Scott, love them together. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh Let's see here. Oh, Bumble Rappers, cool or uncool? Uh, cool. Really?
1: Yeah, depends really? on the.
0: Okay, so you have to be, you have to be like, well-lit to, like, really enjoy events, that's what you're trying to say. Yes. Okay. Or, like, you're trying to get lit. Like, you're
1: just waking up in the morning, you're
0: not feeling good, you're on the beach and you're just, like, wiki. You're wiki? you actually have a all of wiki, though. or no? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't
1: know. say the full word. <laughs> wiki,
0: <wickie, wickie. laughs> Don't kill me. Okay, then. We're going to keep it moving. Um, Fan Expo. Cool or uncool? Cool. So
1: cool.
0: I I wish I was you know what? I it was last weekend actually, I didn't yeah. even realize it. And I'm just like, damn, I missed another one. <laughs> yeah, I did um
1: I did Comic Con like when I was at Okay. Yeah, that was so
0: fun. I wish i could've gone through more of those kind of things. Okay, okay, okay. Uh so let me ask you this next one. Superhero movies, on, cool or cool Okay. Yeah. Uh do you see any superhero movies this uh this past year?
1: I have seen one
0: movie this entire year. Oh wow. Yeah, so,
1: okay. um but I really wish.
0: That movie is the best movie of the year. I, I don't, don't give a damn what anyone said. That is my movie. Was there, a new,
1: there
0: wasn't a new Avengers. That was... That, that is Captain like, America. Yeah, I think the, America. the new Avengers come in like two years or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: Captain America, I wish
0: I could have saw that. That, that was a I great movie. I'm actually going to buy the Blu-ray. That's how good of a really? movie it was. yeah. I haven't bought it even in like five years. Like, I'm, <laughs> nah, I got to support that one. I got to support that one. That was okay, a good one. That was okay. a good yeah. one. Who's your favorite superhero? Oh. The Hulk. Hulk smash, Hulk smash. Yeah. I wonder what he'd be like if he did smash But anyways <laughs> <laughs> uh, If you had to go to that fan expo Who would you just advise? I
1: feel like I just I want to do something different But I just still gravitate towards, gravitate towards storms
0: Fair right. enough. I love yeah. Storm. Storm's like Storm. she's my favorite female superhero. I'll say that yeah. much. Definitely. Now we're going to get into another game. This one is a classic one for all the cool radio listeners and guests alike. This one is entitled "I'd Quit the Game." Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. All right. So, in this alternate universe, yeah. you are the bachelorette. Uh-huh. So you are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that cool stuff. Yeah. Of course, of course. (laughs) Got to say that again, son. (laughs) But there comes a point in every man and woman's life where they got to quit the game. So they got to settle down, have the the, the kids and the white picket fence, you know, uh, tire swinging all the time, apple pie cool on the windowsill, Spud Spud McKenzie looking dog, all that good stuff. On that note, if you had to quit the game, for one of these two gentlemen that I have handpicked for you, who would you quit the game for? Okay. <laughs> don't don't worry. I need you not to do that. i You're not choosing like flavor, flavor, little winner. No, no All right. So would you quit the game for Chadwick Boseman? Who's that? Oh, oh my god. Oh Chad.
1: Wait Chadwick. Oh who's
0: that? He was Black Panther in Captain America. He was. He played uh, uh, James James Brown in the the biopic movie Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, okay, okay, no. Okay, yes. cool. All right. Okay. Thank God. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh Chadwick Bozeman or Boris Kojo? Chadwick. Chadwick? Okay. Yeah. Why Chadwick? Um, I
1: don't know if I'd wanna go my life being as Mrs.
0: Kojo. <laughs> okay, so what about Mrs. Bozeman? <laughs> Heather Bozeman.
1: That's that
0: that 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 sounds well. That sounds <laughs> that yeah. sounds more friendly. Kojo yeah. sounds too ethnic.
1: <laughs> no, Kojo. <just laughs> Reminds
0: me of Mojo Jojo for some reason. Mojo, Who's Mojo Jojo? What from Powerpuff Girls? Oh, okay, Where sure. Been, listen, I was more, Listen, I was a Ninja Turtles man, okay? Ah, I see, okay. All right, 80s baby so over Power here. Powerpuff Girls the Ninja Turtles. Out. Whoa, whoa, this. <laughs> yeah. n- nah, nah, listen. Leonardo... She's like, nah. <laughs> she's like, girl, I gotta stop you. She's like, nah, fam. She's like, nah, fam. She's like, nah. <laughs> she's like, nah. Ninja Turtles <laughs> can't fly. Okay. Okay, but Powerpuff Girls can't do ninja stuff. Okay, well, they can shoot beams out their eyes okay and the (laughs) ninjas can just reflect them so like what are we dealing with we're gonna have to see how this turns out listen it's a four (laughs) it's four on three like Uh, the powerpuff girls are gonna get dummied but they
1: have flight as their advantage
0: but like the powerpuff girls are gonna turn to girl guide scouts actually there's a fourth powerpuff girl really
1: yeah yeah
0: there was she's probably whack too no, wow, okay. That, but, but she existed at a point. She died. She it was a died. Sad <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we have to go to a commercial break. Coming up after the commercial break, we have Trip Talk. We still got Shade in the building. We're going to talk about all the latest stuff that happened in pop culture. But before we get to that, we got to get some Canadian content once again. This one comes by way of my man Dusty Wallace, and it is called Boulevard Only on Cool Radio. Yeah. Listen online or download the app. You got it? MaximumFM.ca Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, G.M. Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got Shadé in the building. Hey. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we are about to get into Trip Talk. So That's three topics in three minutes where we discuss the latest and greatest that happen within pop culture. So with that being said, let's get right to it. First on the deck, we have Dr. Dre. So Dr. Dre made news this week because it was according to Forbes magazine that he has made $923 million over the span of 10 years, ever since Forbes started doing their annual Cash Kings list. So obviously that has a large part to do with the Beats headphones and the whole Beats empire, basically, especially when Apple paid him like $3.2 billion for the sale of it, so he is living very comfortably, to say the least. Uh, but as far as this year's Cash uh, cash Kings list goes, uh, Diddy topped the list this year with uh, $62 million in earnings for the year. Uh, Jay-Z and Dr. J rounded it out at number two and number three, and then Drake landed at number four uh, with about $38.5 million earned, and then Wiz Khalifa closes out the top five with $24 million. Uh, Uh, Kendrick Lamar is within the top 10 when he netted about $18.5 million to go for Kendrick on that. So when we look at numbers like that and artists and moguls like being featured in a very prestigious magazine like Forbes, which has been around for literally a century, uh, what does that say about the growth of hip hop's commercialism in your opinion?
1: Well, I think people are starting to notice that hip hop is not just music. Mm-hmm. Like it's way, it's a whole culture. It's a business. It's a business, and like people who understand the business, like Diddy, like Jay Z, like Dr. Dre, they mm-hmm. know that. Like, has Diddy put out any music lately? Thank you. Nothing. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. I've been yeah, he's telling still people. seen so much each year. Uh, same with Jay Z uh, and Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. and even they have their signees under them, so they're still making that money. It's exactly it's off important. of residuals. And what they show also is just, like, in general, um, they don't teach you this in school, but it's important to invest in, like, you were telling me this, actually. Hey. Um, it's important to invest in um, several different things so that your money keeps growing. It's like if something falls off, mm-hmm. then you still have money in, coming in, and they <laughs> understand these
0: things. Absolutely. Yeah. Business is key at the end of the day. And like you just said, like, did he, did he even put out an album this year? Yeah. but. You look at the top five people who are in this list this year, with the exception of Kendrick Lamar, because he put out like an untitled album this year. None of these guys put out albums, yeah. so that just lets you. It just goes to show that these guys put out albums by way, or sorry, they made their money by way of like outside ventures. I mean, yeah. we know Diddy has this deal with Ciroc. Yeah. we know Jay Z has his his sports bars and he owns uh, a percentage of title. Yeah. We know uh, who uh, Dr. Dre we just talked about with Beats headphones. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I feel like if you are an artist within hip hop or you're just in hip hop and general you could be a dj a producer yeah. and executive you got to have your hands in other pots basically sure. in order to make sure that you're still relevant and also to make sure that your money is still coming in yeah. i always go by the saying uh supply apply yourself to supply your wealth yeah. and that's exactly what these guys have done so yeah. these guys are a shining example of that it's just a shining example of People thinking that hip hop is just a fad or it's for the young people or whatever. No, like a lot of these guys are in their like late 30s, early 40s, and they've been in hip hop ever since they started, and they're still making themselves relevant and still earning money through hip hop. Dr. Dre has been around since 85 when he was in the world class wrecking crew. He, he is arguably the greatest icon in hip hop history, if you think about it. Wanna. <laughs> Wanna, oh, so who, who do you think is the greatest icon then? I'm curious. Icon? Yeah. Tupac. What do you mean? Uh,
1: Everyone around the world knows. Tupac. But everyone around or those likes. those
0: Dr. Dre as well though. No, they don't. I disagree with that.
1: I'm telling you, a lot of people don't know who Dr. Because he's so he's behind the scenes, like he's so behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, that people don't really know like who he is or like say if he went to somewhere like yeah, you know, Korea or Thailand, mm-hmm. they're not gonna know who Dr. Dre is or certain people won't or certain communities. Um, it's only if you're like invested in hip hop, or you like know have a vague um, impression of hip
0: hop culture. I I somewhat disagree with that because I, I say this. I'll I'll agree with you in the sense that Tupac is the most iconic rapper of all time. Said I, iconic. Pardon me. <laughs> you
1: said iconic. I'm like for an icon, it would be Tupac because his face is everywhere. Yeah, exactly.
0: Knows as, yeah, as far as our rapper goes, yeah. but like I'm talking about the most iconic figure in hip hop in general, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's got to be Dr. Dre, just because. First and foremost, is his longevity. Yeah. He's yeah. been relevant ever since he started. Like yeah. he still has his name on something, even if he's not like in front of the camera or anything like right. that. You know he's up to something, whether it's producing yeah. for a particular artist mm-hmm. or if he's bringing out an artist. I mean, look how many artists he's brought out. He brought out Eazy-E, he right. brought out Eminem, he brought out Fifty, he brought out Kendrick Lamar into right. the mainstream. So like he just he's just so well involved with so many different things and aspects. Yeah. So. so
1: I'd say yeah, I'd say Dr. Dre and
0: Jay Z definitely. Yeah, yeah, Jay Z is like number two for sure yeah. in that in that regard. But nonetheless, let's keep it moving with the story shall we so up next on the docket we have let me see here oh okay this is a very recent one actually so we have designer now designer aka mr panda man himself um basically he got arrested on drug charges so it happened uh later on thursday night actually and according to an article with hiphopdx.com the panda rapper faces charges for criminal possession of a controlled substance as well as an additional charge for intent to distribute for allegedly threatening somebody with a gun, the 19-year-old good music art he's ooh, good music? My God. Uh, good music artist was also hit with a charge of criminal possession of a loaded weapon and menacing. Um, I'll give you my thoughts in a second, but let me know your thoughts about this. What do you think about all this? Uh,
1: I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's hard, it's even um, rappers who like come out of places like Chicago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to get them out of, like...
0: That hood mentality, the hood basically. Mentality.
1: Even if they're making all this money, yeah. they're still kind of in it. Um, they're still kind of surrounded by the same friends. They're still... Yeah. Once you're just getting out, yeah. you're still kind of with the same crowd. Mm-hmm. Some of them are trying to bring their crowd into like into that, their world, yeah. which sometimes ends up being a horrible, horrible <laughs> idea. Right. you're compromising your own career. Chris Brown, we looking at you. Eight, <laughs> sure. Um, Then you kind of compromise your own... Um, career just to, Mm -hmm. like, help these people who don't really want to be helped or, like, involved in these situations that aren't going to help further your
0: career. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And to add to that, um... You would think that the rappers coming up in today's generation will learn from the mistakes of their elder statesmen, so to speak. But I feel like they're going through the same thing over and over again. And I feel like coming to what you're saying, you need to have certain people in your camp, Mm business-wise, that will help you get your business straight. So have yourself an accountant, a publicist, a manager, uh, a booking agent, et cetera, et cetera, to help you center in on certain things that you need to focus on. You focus on your art and your music. Mm -hmm. These guys will focus on your image. They'll focus on how you're managing your money, the focus on how many tour dates you have coming up, I think you need to have that in your circle more important than anything. Yes, I know some artists go through some sort of like survivor's guilt where they feel like they're indebted into these people that they grew up with, Mm -hmm. but if these are the same people who are going to be conducting themselves in nefarious activities, then it's best for you to cut them off.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, But even like when you do have people doing your image, doing this, it's still important to not let them do everything. Like, make sure you know what's going on. Cause like, oh, yes. Like Rihanna, like when Rihanna first started out and she made the bitch, uh, bitch better have my money yeah. and she was talking about her accountant, like, basically put her in debt, mm-hmm. allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, those things are important. Um. I did an interview earlier this year with Little Bibby, he's from Chicago. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've heard um, of him. And I just asked him what it was like going back to Chicago after, like, seeing the world mm-hmm. and uh, seeing this kind of lifestyle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, He's just like, it's just bad. Like, oh. He's like, it's just a bad place for oh, bad God. people. And he said he, he likes going back, you know, say say what up to people. Whatever, yeah. But he had to get out
0: of there. You do. You got to get yeah. out of the hood, man. I mean, yeah. what's the point of not getting out of the hood, especially when you're making all this money and stuff yeah. like that? You can go and travel and have a vacation. Mm-hmm. Not and many then, people have gone on vacations.
1: Yeah. Even Ti was like a huge example mm-hmm. of someone oh don't even get me started don't even get me started
0: for years listen let, let me say this about mm-hmm. TI TI is like that bastard child that you are so disappointed in oh, because you know he has all the potential in the world there's an argument that can be made that TI was once the biggest artist in hip-hop as far as popularity goes but every time he reaches his peak in popularity mm-hmm. he does something stupid <laughs> to bring his ass back yeah. down and I'm like TI what are you doing <laughs> yeah. You have hits. Like, you have songs that people like, both underground and mainstream. Yeah. If, he, if he had to stay consistent, you know, not getting in, lo- in trouble with the law or anything like that, he could have had a good, I'm going to say, it's fair to say he would have had like a good three year run where he was on top. Right. I think so. Hmm. But he keeps on doing the same stupid stuff. I think he's learned. Uh, he's
1: learned now. He's I, learned I, his I hope now. He has like
0: five kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you would think. Oh, I think there's one on the way.
0: Really? What? <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. Six or what? There's
1: one on the way. I know. Oh, I think time God. Time. Don't quote me. I'm I
0: she had it already? She just had, she it. Just had one? Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I hope they look pretty because his wife, I don't know, man. Yeah. Jesus but it's I'm, also just, <laughs> I'm just I know I are saying just
1: like <laughs> uh, I think they're, just, they're really young though You do not think They're yeah. like, oh, I think Tiny's older But he's super young So you know You can keep backing out the kids If you have the money To support them
0: Of course he does You know As long as he doesn't get keep- That's how he's gonna Continue his empire Yeah And as long as he doesn't Kept on getting thrown In jail all the time Then yeah. he should be alright But anyways, um, ladies and gentlemen, what do you all think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cooler cool underscore radio. Let me know your thoughts on that. And final topic, and this one has been a hot topic for a few weeks now, actually. So this one has to do with uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, quarterback Colin Kaepernick. So he's been making a lot of noise because of his protest of the National Anthem of America. So basically he has decided to not stand during the proceedings of – Uh, the national flag for America. And basically, a former NFL player in Ray Lewis uh, decided that he wanted to chime in on it. Pardon me. And he basically stated, and I'm just paraphrasing here, but he basically stated that it's the wrong move to make. It's the right message, but it's the wrong move to make. And for me, personally, I find that a bit contradictory coming from a Ray Lewis because this is someone who was once charged for murder, basically. So yes You do have your freedom of speech You, you yeah. have the right To disagree with that opinion But It's almost like You're pointing with dirty fingers yeah. If you're in the situation Of a Ray Lewis So Based on all that What's your take on that? Um
1: well, on realist, list like everyone's kind of hypocritical sometimes you want to give advice that you don't actually take yourself mm-hmm. and yeah there's nothing I don't feel like there's anything too wrong with that as like yeah. as long as like you're when you're spitting this uh, inf- this advice you're trying to give you kind of take some for yourself yeah um but not standing for the national anthem I mean that's their if they feel like that's what's gonna that's their morals mm-hmm. That's fine. I mean, I don't. I don't always stand for the Canadian national. Yeah. I love being Canadian, but like exactly. And I think like. Did he say what the reason
0: was, why he wasn't... um... Standing for the National Anthem? Yeah, Yeah, and and this is the best thing about it, because it's not like he just did it and didn't explain himself. He explained himself in the most eloquent way possible. He basically stated that he doesn't want to stand for a flag that represents so much injustice Mm -hmm. when it comes to the treatment of black people in America at the hands of law enforcement. And he specifically stated that it has nothing to to do with any uh, military person or or any veterans that sacrifice their lives and livelihood for the sake of the country. He said that he's proud of the work that they do, but it's not about that it's about the injustices that happen towards yeah. minorities at the hands of uh, police officers and how police officers are getting paid leave for killing people exactly. so he's basically saying if he if once he starts seeing the change and all of that then maybe he'll decide to stand up for the flag again yeah but he's coming on he's, he's giving so much flack for it yeah it's By so who? Oh lots of people it's so divided yeah. by by fans critics mm-hmm. NFL people there there's actually one person from ESPN who uh, interviewed seven executives from the NFL yeah. and they all said that they would not higher or not higher, but they wouldn't sign Kaepernick to a contract be, just because of the statements alone. It's never, sad. Never mind the fact that yeah. this guy went to the Super Bowl two years ago yeah. and he's like one of the more talked about quarterbacks yeah. in the league or whatever. Politics. It's politics. It's, it's, politics. it's politics. It's all it is. Yeah. It's all it is. Because
1: uh, that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't like affect you signing yeah. or whatever just because they don't want to say like, That's a conflict of interest if words. you're letting
0: that yeah. affect your views.
1: Exactly. I'm not going to say words that I don't feel like apply to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: if he feels that, oh, the land of the free – and you don't feel free. You feel like you leave your house, and you feel like you gotta you act like you're a, a certain target. way. Yeah. You gotta dress a certain way in order to like just walk down the street and grab like a box of crackers or whatever. Yeah, you gotta um, protect yourself, and your parents have to worry about you just going down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make any sense to be saying words every day or every game mm-hmm. that. You don't feel applied to you. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And a lot of these people who disagree with them, they don't understand the mm-hmm. fact that as a minority, especially a black person in America, you yeah. can walk out of your house mm-hmm. and get choked out and killed for selling loose yeah. leaf cigarettes. Exactly. But they wouldn't understand that because they never had that that, that type of hard trial done onto them. It goes over their heads because yeah. they don't know that struggle. Yeah. But hey, what do we know? That's none of our business. <laughs> <laughs> just a tea to that real quick. You know just what I mean? Tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, that's definitely a, that's definitely just a taste of the criticism, criticism that he's gotten. Mm-hmm. But the, I, the ironic thing about it is that a lot of people are kind of using that veteran excuse. So it's like, oh, the veterans, uh, the veterans, this, the veterans that. Yeah. But there have been veterans who have spoken out on their support yeah. of Kaepernick. So yeah. it's like, now what? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, the
1: flag doesn't and represent the veterans.
0: Him, like, exactly. Yeah. There's a hashtag out right now, yeah. and it's funny. He's saying how America he's needs more support because mm-hmm. of connectivity. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's funny that you know he's saying he's basically saying that America needs to improve. You have Donald Trump saying that America needs to improve, and he has a legion of supporters behind him. We're talking about a guy who could be, become the next president of the United States in a matter of months. But we're all <laughs> mad at Kaepernick. But once again, that's none of our business. None of it. <laughs> We're not, we're not, because we don't have enough time. <laughs> Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, um, what do y'all think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Now, before we get into the final segment, we have to go old school with it real quickly. On that note, Shade, are you ready to go old school? Eddie, so. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Flashback Friday track of the day. So we're going to play that quick drop just like, if I can find it, it's not even on there. Who cares when I got to play that drop? We're going to go straight to the song itself. And because it's September, my birth month, you know, this whole month is dedicated to the Virgos in the house. As y'all know, my birthday, hey, as hey. y'all know, <laughs> as y'all know, my birthday was last week, September 3rd. Woo So uh, we're going to keep it going with the whole Virgo theme. And this one comes by way of a female Rapper who was born and raised in Brooklyn I'm talking about the ill Not Herself, Foxy Brown I just discovered that she was a Virgo today, go figure But nonetheless, we're gonna play uh, One of her hottest singles, arguably her hottest single Entitled, Oh Yeah So when we come back, we have the Wanks of the week So keep it locked, this is Cool Radio, yeah. yeah Maximum FM, live and direct Canada's home for hip-hop Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show You're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca It is your man, G.M. Koo And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my homegirl, Day in the building. What's up? Yeah, yeah, you already know. And as you already know, it's like the uh, overtime edition of Cool Radio, as I like to call it. But nonetheless, we're still going to keep things moving. And I know you guys have been waiting on this favorite segment of yours, so I will keep you waiting no longer. With that being said, who has been entered into the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another edition of Wankster of the Week. This week's Wankster of the Week goes to first-time offender, actually. I was not expecting this person to be in here, but nonetheless, he's getting it. Uh, Ice-T, ladies and gentlemen, is this week's Wankster of the Week. Uh, so I was going to ignore this, but it was a very slow week for Wanksters, and I figured, you know what? You're going to get this W. I'm not talking about a win, either. But nonetheless, I digress. Ice-T is getting the wankster of the week because of some thoughts that he let leak out to the public in regards to why he prefers to date white women over black women or women of color in general. Now, I'll be one to say, you know, before I kind of go off on this, I'll be one to say that if you choose to date outside of your race, and that's totally fine. There's there's nothing wrong with that. However, if your reasons for doing so are based on some stigmatic um reasons that you have as regards going towards your own race i feel like those are reasons you should probably keep to yourself you don't really want to put it into the open because then you're going to get crucified and depending on what you say rightfully so but nonetheless i digress Uh, we're going to get into a few of the things that he said and then you know i'll I'll continue to crucify him but here we go so number two he had a top 10 list by the way uh so we'll we'll mention about three of them and then i'll let y'all decide for what it's all about. So, number 10, he says, and I quote, I'm not saying this, this is I like see saying this. And I, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting around like, what is he Shadi's getting, getting real comfortable. She's getting real comfortable. So, this is what he said, and I quote, at number 10, white girls can get their hair wet. It's summertime. Who wants to be at the pool with a girl who only concern is not getting her weave wet? White girls just jump in the pool without any care. And then he continues on to say for number nine, White girls don't talk back. Put a little aggression in your voice and she will do whatever you say. That doesn't fly with other races, though. They want to fight, always. And then number eight, it's easier introducing them to your family and friends. Quote, unquote, everyone, this is Amber, is way easier on the ears than everyone, this is Shaniqua. Just say. All right, I'm going to leave it at that because uh, he gets a little too ignorant with it. but. Oh. I'll, I'm going to say this right here. I'm going to say this right here, ladies and gentlemen. So here, here's, here, here's the thing right here. This is not surprising coming from Ice-T. When my friend sent me this article, I was like, yeah, I expect this because you have to, you have to say a couple things here. First of all, Ice-T is a former pimp, okay? He's a former pimp, he's a former drug dealer, and he's a former commercial mainstream rapper who talked about pimping and drug dealing. So this is no surprise. Secondly, his wife, White is a former adult entertainer. So, of course, she's going to be submissive and docile and do whatever she says because she's living... She's in her mind, possibly. I don't know the woman. But in her mind, she's probably living the exotic fantasy of dating a black man. Fair enough. Whatever. Everyone has their thing. Whatever. So, basically, when people are being outraged by this, I don't see why you guys are surprised. If you're disappointed, that's fine. But if you're surprised, then come on. This is iced tea we're talking about here. But going forward with that, however... Here, here's my thing right here. As I said before, if you want to date somebody outside your race, that's totally fine. If you're a black man who wants to date a white girl, that's fine. White woman want to date a black man, that's fine. If you're a Chinese man wanted to date an Indian woman, that's fine. Arab man wants to date a Hispanic woman, that's totally fine. No one should say to you that you are not allowed to date outside your race because I think that's stupid. At the end of the day, we're one big melting pot. And, of course, if you live in a, in a diasporic city like a Toronto, like a London, for example, you're going to cross paths with other cultures. So it's bound to happen at some point or another however if your reasons are on, are based out on ignorance and you're basically demeaning your own people whether you're a man demeaning your own race or you're a woman demeaning your own race then you have to find what psychological imbalance you have within yourself that makes you say those things about people of your own race. If you have the unfortunate circumstance of coming across people within your own race or even culture for that matter, it is unfortunate, but you shouldn't cast an entire cloud upon the entire race or culture because of the two or three bad apples that you dated, all right? I think it comes with years of experience of dating certain people within your race. And if you decide to yourself to say that, hey, this isn't for me, That's one thing. But don't go and say, oh, they're all bad. They're all like this. You can only say at that point, the ones that you have come across are bad. They're like this. And as far as the reasons that he's listening off, these are all based on stereotypes that are perpetuated by social media that some people tend to internalize. So I'm guessing he probably came across probably like the most savage of, of women who just so happen to be black, basically. And even if he's naming off things like, Oh, they can't get their hair wet and whatever. Again, you're only naming off maybe some of the black women who choose to only wear weave in their hair and refuse to get it wet in that type of scenario for obvious reasons. Right? So you can't, Cast a whole shadow upon all black women. Say, oh, they don't like to get their hair wet. Oh, they 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 always want to argue all the time. Well, if it's about something serious and you're kind of negating against it, then maybe that is the case. But at the end of the day, it's all about who you choose to date. So if you're gonna choose to date the person who's on coof, then you're gonna get on coof behavior. So try not dating somebody who's on coof because the whole angry black woman stereotype—it is a stereotype, but it's also propaganda at the same time. To keep in mind, because not every black woman is angry. That's 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 a myth, and not. Every single white woman is docile and, and submissive. There are going to be some ones who are going to get in your face about something if they feel strongly about it. So at the end of the day, this is coming from a form of pimp who's probably used to have girls saying, yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. I'll do anything you day, daddy. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, don't, don't be surprised at this. Just be disappointed. And on that note, Ice-T, I got to give you the wankster of the week. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. So I'm going to drop on you one more time just like this. Yeah, you need to stop Shade, hey. your take on this? Um,
1: first of all, who's his mother? <laughs> Is his mom black or not?
0: You know what? I'm not sure actually. I can't. I don't know who's white and who's black in the family. Yeah,
1: I don't know how. Like I've seen it where black men like to diss black women but who's your mom, like who's your, fa- how do you do that? Like you have cousins, you have mom, you mm-hmm. have sisters or whatever, how are you dissing mm-hmm. your own family? How are you dissing like your, your sisters, people who look just like you? Yeah. And like, if you had just did the wrong turn in the womb or something. Yeah, the rock you put out a woman. So um, I don't know. I just think it's just an ignorant way of seeing things. Mm-hmm. There's no matter how much you try to explain it to people they're always gonna see it their way, like from their own experience. They're yeah. Gonna be like, yeah, this is that, this is that. But like, I love how on social media now there's all this Black girl magic. And yeah. You're seeing different forms of women that is not like isn't really portrayed on TV, like mm-hmm. even in music videos, especially. Um, I want to sh- uh, kind of call out Straight of Compton, mm-hmm. where. Um, where when the guys are in the ghetto or whatever, it's all, like, dark-skinned women or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once they, like, made it, it's only, like, light-skinned Hispanic women. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do that a lot in music videos, try, try to show the divide. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that there's black girl magic everywhere now. Like, it's mm-hmm. on social media. You see the different kinds of um, beautiful black women that mm-hmm. are out there. And I feel like if you don't see it, then you're just choosing to see a certain thing. and
0: mm-hmm keep your opinion alive. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. And yeah. I agree with the stance where, like, and this is coming kind of for someone who's dated, like, multiple women, like, black, Latina, and what have you. I feel like if you're at the standpoint where, like, if you are a very... Open in the sense where you want to date outside your race, that's totally fine. I just say don't demean the people within your race. Like that to me is like, you're, it's kind of going out of bounds at yeah. that point, basically. But if you choose to see everyone as equals, you don't want to uh, have like any sort of favoritism for people within your race, that's fine as well. you like, you're keeping it equal. I, I can respect that. I've had people come up to me and say, I don't date you know, people of this race because of A, B, and C. And I've had people explain it to me in a very eloquent manner, much like to the manner of Colin Kaepernick explaining why he didn't want to stand up for the flag. And I could, I could respect it. I could respect that at the end of the day because they weren't being disrespectful or anything like that. So if you come, if I see I come across like that, I wouldn't even be talking about this. I was like, fine, you, you made your points. This is coming from your reality. All right, then. But to say... Black girls don't like to get like, their don't hair wet. On yeah. People, race, people. Don't homogenize, basically. Yeah. Like, it's not fair to do that, but basically. Black women and black people all over the world, like on every continent, yeah. and on almost every country. Yeah. It's
1: like, how do you know?
0: Like, exactly. Why you just they're, put them in one. They're not all the same, basically. Exactly. So, like, maybe the black girls you came across in LA are, are, are like that, possibly, yeah. but the black girls in, let's say, London, they may not be like that. Yeah. So Toronto. you can't just generalize Toronto as well, Toronto's right? The best women. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is not a lie at all. Not a <laughs> lie. Uh, so with that being said, we have come to the end of the show. So before we uh, wrap things up, Shadé, what do you have coming up in the future? Um,
1: well, just recently, I just um, got my first article in print. It's on the new Urbanology magazine, uh, this latest issue. It's an interview with Ty Dolla Sign that I did with him at uh, North by Northeast last year. Uh, so he talks about Free TC, his most uh, his latest album, and um, basically uh, his brother, who's convicted of murder, who he believes was wrongfully incarcerated for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a really great story. Also, I'm doing TIFF this year. Hey. I'm doing, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Kidulthood and Adulthood. It's a UK, uh, they're UK movies. They mm-hmm. uh, deal with um, situations like violence in London and mm-hmm. uh, drug, drugs and stuff like that. So... Um, I'll be watching those films and covering them for
0: Urbanology and mm-hmm. doing a little bit of Manifesto. It's Manifesto Week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next week, Saturday, Kate
1: Trinata, um, Addison Pie. Yeah, yeah,
0: I was about to say that. Daniel Caesar, Daniel I think. Daniel Caesar, yeah, yeah.
1: Hey. So I'm going to go see that, and I'm going to be covering a little bit of that.
0: All right, sounds good. Okay. Uh, where can people follow you on social media?
1: Um, my Instagram is playshadeh underscore, and then it's um, my Instagram. No, oh wait. Twitter is smoking roses mm. underscore and Snapchat is also smoking roses with no
0: underscore. All right, all right. Sounds good. Well, Shade, thank you for coming through on Cool Radio. You are welcome to come through anytime. Just give me the call and we'll make it happen. All right. And as you already know, guys, y'all can follow me on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube, cool underscore radio. Like us on Facebook, cool radio, no underscore. And also listen to the uh, podcast and subscribe to it on SoundCloud, cool underscore radio. I want to thank y'all for tuning in as you normally do on a weekly basis. And just so y'all know, cool. Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Cool.